section forty three of mrs diamond this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org mrs diamond by anne isabella thackeray ritchie book four chapter nine past the church of st roch higgledy piggledy packed we lie rats in a hamper swines in a sty wasps in a bottle frogs in a sieve r browning they came away into the street again and walked in silence for a time madame went ahead incoherently grunting and grumbling to herself quieting down by degrees and finding some comfort in checking off her many plans upon her fingers luncheon necessaries for the journey a carriage to be commanded then the omnibus and so home they crossed the bridge and went into the tuileries gardens the first thing that struck them was that the sentries had been changed since they passed before two hideous little men with straw in their boots were keeping guard and as they crossed each other in their zigzagging lines they occasionally stopped and whispered together a dirty-looking officer with a calico sash tied round his waist came strutting up and rebuked the sentries in a loud familiar voice many people were about staring at the strange-looking soldiers established in the customary places most of the shops seemed to have put up their shutters again madame's purchases preoccupied her and she crossed the street to one of the few shops which still remained open just as she came up to the counter the shopwoman suddenly put down the handful of things she was folding away and looked at the door there was a crowd of voices outside a murmur rather than a cry one or two people came rushing by the swinging glass door a man burst in whispered something across the counter and the woman with a pale scared face turned to madame they are shooting down the people in the place vendome she said quietly we must put up our shutters will you remain oh no no let us go home to mamma cried susy running to the door with a first terrified impulse of flight and in an instant she and madame found themselves in a tide of human beings flowing along the street a minute brought them to the turning up the rue st roch that narrow defile where near a century before the young napoleon dictator had ordered his troops to fire on the mob along which the young communicants had crowded that day last year susy thought of it even at that moment flying with the flying stream children women in their morning dresses couples arm in arm an omnibus turning out of its way in the rue de rivoli began madly galloping up the steep ascent along which every door every shop seemed closed already whereas the great church gates flew open wide and something like a black wave of people came sweeping down the great flight of steps into the street below 
flowing and mingling with the crowd one or two people were standing outside their doors watching this flight let us get out of the crowd said madame coolly as she hurried along once across out of the rue st honore we shall be safe enough susanna in those few moments of time seemed to see more of life than in as many years of an ordinary existence the people running the groups rallying the terrified women dragging their children into shelter she saw a group of hateful young dandies leaning over a balcony with opera-glasses in their gloved hands and laughing at the diverting sight of fellow-citizens flying for their lives she saw a man in plain clothes suddenly attack a little man in a national guard's uniform clutch at him by the collar with an oath ah you hide away in your shops and corners and this is why we are abandoned to these wretches cries the assailant then a few steps farther on a door burst open a middle-aged man dressed in the uniform of the national guard and evidently prepared for action sallies forth to be as suddenly dragged back by one of those huge and powerful megeres for which paris is famous do you think that i shall let you go she shrieks as she hurls her husband back and the door bangs upon the struggling pair as they were crossing the rue st honore madame said ah in a peculiar voice and a couple of bullets whistle by the insurgents were still firing from their barricade at the unarmed masses at the formidable children the dangerous nursemaids and servant girls once across the rue st honore as madame said they were in comparative safety but one more alarm was reserved for them in the street leading to the boulevard they suddenly found themselves surrounded by soldiers in a moment they saw that these were not insurgents but national guards belonging to the party of order with broad blue sashes round their waists one of them a big fair young man stopped short and stamped his foot in furious helpless rage and indignation as he looked up at the lounging young men in the balcony overhead the country in ruin and not one of you cowards to answer her call he cried shaking his fist at them with impotent fury an older officer said something pointed somewhere and the little band hurried on glittering clanking helpless against the great catastrophe on the boulevards everything was quiet and silent the place seemed almost deserted a few people were resting on the benches the sun shone the surly women were selling their newspapers in the little kiosks upon which the various placards and appeals of the day were fluttering susy saw one despairing cry from a friend of order headed liberty fraternity equality i appeal to the manhood to the patriotism of the population to those desiring tranquillity and respect for law 
time presses a barrier is absolutely needed to stem the tide of revolution let all good citizens give me their support signed a bunn captain commissioner first company two hundred and fifty three battalion alongside with this and indefinitely multiplied were the federal manifestos in their official type and paper citizens the day of the eighteenth of march will be known to posterity as the day of the justice of the people the government has fallen the entire army rejecting the crime of fratricide has joined in one cry of long live the republic long live the national guard no more divisions perfect unity absolute liberty are before us come come do not waste your time upon that barbouillage cries madame here is our omnibus and as she spoke she hailed a yellow omnibus that was quietly jogging in the direction of neuilly everything was as usual when they got back to the villa but susy found to her dismay that joe was still away max came in almost immediately after them he seemed to have been chiefly concerned for their safety joe could take care of himself he said roughly he must follow them later in the day if he did not get home before they left the carriage was ordered and the concierge of the house they were going to had been forewarned End of section forty three